Welcome to Necronathan Presents Satanus Sanctum, a horror movie podcast where we will explore some of the greatest, coolest, most bizarre, and most vile horror movies ever created. freaks good evening it is a dark and cold night here in texas we have been having rolling blackouts and sub-zero temperatures it is a very dreary dark and cold evening but we will continue with satanist sanctum tonight we have a special episode on the craft legacy I am joined, as always, by the Witch of Midway. Hi, little snow bunnies. How are you doing? Yes, horror freaks. Hello. Yes, we will dig right in to the craft legacy. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but hopefully you will see it after hearing our podcast, as I, myself, was pleasantly surprised. All right, which of Midway, our first question, which I will answer, is what is your mini-review or overall take of The Craft Legacy? I love this movie. Um, I think it was a good standalone movie, but it was also a good continuation of the original story. Um, As a witch, I was happy to see that the director did their research and had a lot of good roots to draw on. Um, this movie, this movie uh, made me excited to be a witch, even if some of the aspects of the craft were a little exaggerated. Um, it was a good movie to show what we do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was. They did a good job with. Um, trying to have it grounded in reality for the most part with uh, the basics of spellcraft and witchcraft um, obviously there were elements that were Hollywoodized yes, um, um, but even those things were had like spells that were grounded in reality yes. and, and more of just like visually showing like what that might look like in an exaggerated way Yes, exactly. Um, but it was all Grounded in, for the most part, in real spell work. Yeah, because I've heard someone say, you know, if Hollywood showed our craft like it really is, it's not, it wouldn't be that exciting. Well, maybe not visually Visually exciting. exciting. It's more about the inner journey. It is. Witchcraft and and Wicca and uh, the other pagan religions, it's more about the internal journey. And so to to visualize it, you have to take it these directions. Now, I was uncertain about this horror movie going into it. And I didn't expect to like it because the trailer for The Craft Legacy made it look like a shot-for-shot remake of the original. And honestly, it didn't really tell 
tell you much about the original story they came up with for Legacy. Yeah. But, you know, I gave it a chance. And honestly, I have no regrets. Mm -mm. The Craft Legacy is an outstanding, amazing, phenomenal spiritual sequel to the OG Craft. It was so damn good, in my opinion. The, the story and characters are great, and the film touches on so many heavy issues um, like sexuality, gender identity, teen suicide, and just generally coming to terms with one's own unique self. Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have had this movie when I was in high school. Like, for real. I seriously love this movie, and I highly recommend it to all my fellow horror freaks out there. It is, you know, it is a, a craft for the new generation for sure. Mm -hmm. But I identified a lot with it because I am bisexual like Timmy in the movie and had a similar hard time coming to terms with it as he does. I'm also a trans ally and so I love seeing trans actress Zoe Luna as Lourdes in the movie. She was beautiful. So beautiful. Um, David Duchovny was a spooky and dark villain and I thought the ending was pitch perfect. Mm -hmm. I just think it's great that another generation can carry the legacy of the craft forward. And hopefully for those that see this film, The Craft Legacy, if they haven't seen the original, The Craft, the original gangster, The Craft, hopefully they will see it as a result. I would, I would like a lot of people to watch this movie and just take it as its own standalone story. Yeah, because it really is. It, it is. really is an original story. The trailer, don't get me... I mean, here, if you hear anything, hear this, horror freaks. The trailer for this movie is a terrible representation of how great this movie is. Yeah. This movie is not a shot-for-shot shot remake. It is very much an original story. You know, it has some similarities to the original because it is a spiritual sequel. But this is an original film... Blumhouse did an amazing job with this movie, and it was just, it hit on all cylinders for it me. Did. It really did, you know? Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So we'll move on. Um, this one, I'll start with this one because this was kind of a weird question for this type of horror movie. Um, but what is your favorite or most satisfying kill? Now, for me, there you know there were only two kills in this movie, and only one of them was satisfying. Yeah. And that was the burning alive of Warlock Mulder, as I call him. David Duchovny's <laughs> character. I have dubbed him Warlock Mulder. Um, seeing the fourteen witches have their full power come to fruition against such a powerful warlock was a really cool moment in the film. You know, for a minute there, I honestly wasn't sure how they were going to beat him, but how it played out was great. You know, the four witches joining the forces of north, east, south, and west, and earth, air, water, and fire was such an ultimate badass moment in the film, and it really made that final standoff against evil warlock Mulder an exciting finale. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. So yeah. what would you have to say? Because that, that really was the the only satisfying kill in the film. The other one happened off screen. And, um, um, what I say is Adam hands down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mold, or Warlock Mulder, his character's name was actually Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, for one, love the symbolism of him burning instead of the witches. Because with the historicness of witches being burned alive, he tried to do that to Lily at first, saying that we're, I'm going to you know, burn you alive. And, yes. and instead, the four witches band together and took him out that way. And they say, it, symbolic. I think that was one of the quotes was Lily says, it's your turn to burn. Yeah, it's your turn to burn. Yeah. And I, I you know, I didn't put this in my notes, but I want to touch on it. Um, with, yeah, with, with as far as Warlock Mulder goes, um, there's a scene in the movie where Lily walks into Adam or Warlock Mulder's steady in his house, and there is an article on the wall. Um, it has a headline that catches your eye. I encourage you to pause it there and actually read the article that's on the page. It tells you a lot about the character of Adam slash Warlock Mulder tells you a lot about him. Um, this movie, at first you think, oh, you read the headline, you're like, oh, he's against toxic masculinity. But no, it is in fact that he believes that masculinity is under siege by the sacred feminine. And he believes that men need to rise up. And he believes in uh, you must have power in order to have order. And he believes that men need to be men. And, you know, no, not, you know, he doesn't say it this way, but, you know, don't be like a sissy or, you know, yeah. don't be like emasculated or, you know, don't certainly don't be bisexual like Timmy, you know, and certainly, you know, don't be gay or trans or any of this. Like, he's very, <clears throat> he believes in a very toxic version of masculinity um, and he talks about it in his conferences with other men and things throughout the country and around the world. Um, and he's essentially the leader of a cult, though, um, being a warlock and everything. And it's just a very dark and evil mentality that he has as a, as a man, as a character. Um, he believes that women should be subjugated yeah. to men. And There's a part where he says... Um, we are your lords. We we are your kings. We are your kings. Yeah, yeah. and 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 he references how Lily and her friends made Timmy weak, quote unquote weak, um, when in reality they just helped him come to terms with who he really was. He said, "You tried to create him in your own image." Yeah. Which wasn't the case, obviously. Timmy was already dealing with this before, and the spell that they cast on him in the film just allowed him to come to terms yeah. with it because it awoken him. It, it, it awoken his his more sensitive side and like his they more. Uh, they call him what? Are they? Woke Timmy. Woke Timmy, exactly. Yeah, and so like you know, I wanted to delve into this aspect too. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have it in my notes, um, but yeah, and definitely. Like this film has a lot to say about toxic masculinity and the sacred. And speaking of the sacred feminine, um, the sacred feminine uh, is contrasted in this movie by the name of a book that Adam Warlock Mulder um, wrote that Lily finds in his study, and it's called The Hollowed Masculine. Mm hmm. Um, and when she picks up the book, it is so repellent to her that it literally flips out of her hands and lands on the ground. Yep. Um, because it is a book filled with evil intentions. Um, and saying that much, okay, go back over to Witch of Midway to finish up this question about the most satisfying kill. 
Well, what I was saying, too, was that, um, you know, the women in this, in witchcraft, you seek to find your own true power within. And with him and his cult, I will definitely say cult. Yeah, it was was a cult. Witchcraft is not a cult. No, but what what he was doing was very cultish. But he sought to gain power by taking it. That's how he got his power. Yes. And in the Wiccan community, it says harm none. Yeah. And there's the three-fold rule, which means anything you put out, you get back in three folds. And he definitely did. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the the phrase, I think, in... Harm none, but do as you will. Yeah, do as you will, but harm none, which is also kind of a maxim in Satanism. Um, do what thou wilt, but harm none. Um, it's definitely a maxim in both paganism and Satanism. Modern atheistic Satanism, of course, is what I'm referring to, what I am, a modern atheistic Satanist who just uses Satan as a symbol. Yeah. Um, you know, do what thou wilt, but harm none shall be the whole of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a guidance for me as well. Consent is important, folks. Do not harm others. And that is a message, I think, that is reflected on in this movie, too, where they talk about the bullying, and they have, like, this awkward sex ed video that they're watching where they talk about consent, and then woke Timmy kind of, for the first time, awakens and talks about his take on consent for the first time. And, you know, consent is important, you know, do what you will, but harm none always have consent and that regards anything not just sexual but just anything yeah you know don't harm people if you're going to involve other people in things make sure there's consent like this is all very important lessons that are taught in the film well also they touch on more of a wiccan experience because in wicca they believe that you shouldn't put a spell or use power towards anyone. Uh, yeah, like ag- against then, someone. Yeah, and then Lily at one point does a love spell to Timmy. Yes. The other girls in the coven get upset because that that was against his consent. Well, and it was selfish. Yes. as they say. But he didn't. He didn't say yes to that. He didn't, you know, ask for that. And she did on her own. Right. Which is very much frowned upon. Which was also frowned upon in the film because she was doing magic outside of the coven Mm -hmm. for selfish reasons. So, yeah, Yeah. definitely had some ramifications that were devastating in the film. Um, um, So to move on, uh, this one's kind of cool. I got a couple of notes on this. Uh, Most creative use of practical visual or makeup effects. Now, first off... Um, the makeup, like just the regular like makeup on all four girls in the film was awesome. Mm-hmm. They always looked absolutely fabulous in my opinion. And I thought the shimmery, the shimmery sparkle effects they used to change their appearances was actually kind of cool in the context of the movie. In the trailer, it seemed 
ridiculous and silly and all this, but it actually makes sense in the context of the movie, and I wasn't bothered by it in that context. Um, also, the the black demon eyes on Warlock Mulder, those are pretty wicked looking. Uh, definitely very, very evil looking. And I, I just loved all the effects work involving spells and auras and all these things, and just really great effects all around in this film. What would you say, Witcher Midway? Yeah, I agree, because like the the visual effect that they use for like auras, that is kind of what it it looks like. It's kind of like a glow. Like uh, a, it's almost like a glowing cloud. Yeah, well, in in real life, it's kind of like a glow around a person. Yeah. Um, and some people believe in auras, and some people don't. And I I am one that can actually see people's auras. So I that's believe awesome. In that. That's awesome. Um, it comes and goes, but I right. can, I can for the most part see someone's aura. Yeah. Um, but it was a good visual representation of what that kind of quote unquote yeah. looks like, yeah. so to speak. Also, a good visual representation is when they took the water and drew the pentagram on her head. Oh, yeah, the pinnacle on her yeah. forehead. Yeah, the pinnacle. Um, and it was sparkly, but that kind of was a symbolism of the energy right. that they used. And I myself have done that before. Yeah. With, like water, and what they essentially did in that scene was a ritual bath. Yeah, the ritual bath, yep. Which I I do almost every full moon if I can. Which was their way of welcoming welcoming Lily into their coven. She was going to be the South, I believe. Water. She was going to represent water and South. Uh, with west. Them. Or was it west? west? Yeah, it was West and water within the coven. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a really cool sequence. What I what I put down for my fa- favorite with the visual and makeup effect is I love how they use the visual effect to show the effects of magic like the uh, bath ritual Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's like like purple and sparkly Yeah, we really do do that but there's no sparkles Um, and I just think that the whole ritual that they did with her was beautiful there's um, yeah in the um, what is it called the extras there's a deleted scene that shows more in depth of the ritual yeah they show the entire scene and the additional scenes that are introduced by the director uh zoe lister jones um but i wish they had kept that in there because as which i actually got a little emotional watching it because it was so strong and beautiful yeah i mean aside from the the purpley glitter of the water it was actually completely realistic and down to earth with the flowers and And honestly i think they did the visual touch with the purple sparkly water to show like how it made her feel in that moment and how it made her like just the feeling that her soul felt during that during that uh special ceremony and them reciting you know the maiden the mother the crone which is and tell us a little bit about the mater the maiden the mother the crone because this was something yeah. that was new to me you see it's like the triple goddess yeah it's the triple <laughs> goddess um so they believe that in life um in a woman's life you're all three of those stages you start out as a maiden you're young you're trying to find yourself falling in love um like lily when she first joins the coven yeah she is definitely the maiden at that point yeah and then throughout your life you become 
the mother, which sometimes, like, example for me, I'm not a mother yet, but I am still in the mother stage because of the stage of life I'm in. Right. The nurturing stage. Well, and, and, and to know, you know, people who have dogs will understand this. If you have a dog, they're your fur baby. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, you are a mother because you are an excellent and loving mother to our fur baby, Mr. Hardy. No. Yeah. And then the last part is the crone. The crone is your last and final stage of the crone is so wise and is maybe kind of a mentor to younger witches yes yeah yes um and for me my patron goddess is the mother because i resonate with her so much yeah um well and really until you get to like maybe the menopausal stage or like after years or decades of being a witch then you transition into the crone i would say Yeah. yeah and also in the different seasons the maiden the mother and the crone are represented because the maiden is represented in springtime yeah um and that makes sense no sorry i'm so sorry the maiden is during summertime when everything's beautiful and happy and then and the mother, fully flourished and yeah and yeah. the mother is represented in spring because that's when things are blooming and you know new babies are born in new nature creation yeah creation and then the crone represents winter when things are dying off and becoming you know it coming to the end yeah so that's my little witchy tidbit for you. There. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's great. I'm loving that we're able to add these these tidbits on on paganism and Wicca. It's. It, I mean, that's what the film's about. So. Which with Midway can actually talk about being a witch. Yes. But. Yeah. It's it's great. This is awesome. Um. So I'll move on next, since you just uh, gave us all that. I'll I'll read first. Um, favorite moment with favorite character. Now, I thought that Woke Timmy was an amazing character. And to me, the moment he came out as bisexual to all four witches was a very heartwarming yet difficult scene for me. Mm -hmm. I identified with his emotions in that scene, and it was really encouraging to see the girls react uh, the, the way they reacted in that vulnerable moment with him. Um, this scene, I will not lie, this scene almost made me cry um, because it just it resonated with me so much. Um, I also loved every moment with Lourdes, um, played by the transgender actress Zoe Luna. Um, having this amazing trans actress walk around so proud of who she is um, was really encouraging and cool to see. Um, also, on the evil side of things, I'd say the cult gathering scene. The cult gathering scene with Warlock Mulder or Adam was definitely disturbing and very dark. Mm-hmm. A very disturbing scene. Um, and they didn't really hold back with the darkness and evil within his character. Mm-hmm. Especially in that scene, the way he chided his son to say, you know, Timmy killed himself because he was weak, but you're not weak, you're not weak, you're not weak. And then his son literally just screams because he's overwhelmed with emotion at the death of his friend that he believes is suicide. And... um 
he's not being comforted by his father. He's being chastised and told, don't be weak like he was or you'll end up like he is. Yeah. And it's just such a disgusting and disturbing and evil scene that Lily actually witnesses from the stairs of Adam's house. Yeah. Uh, very disturbing sequence. Um, but yeah, those were some interesting moments throughout the film that I enjoyed. What yeah. about you, Witch of Midway? Um, my favorite character, I said the Coven as a character. Mm. The Coven as a total. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the whole was a character. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the aspect of all the that all the girls brought to make a whole. Um, yes. They all played an important part, and each part was beautiful um, in the way that they lifted each other up. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's always beautiful to see women lift each other up instead of tear each other down. Which they touch on in the movie yeah. when when uh, uh, they go to a party and there's a girl that, that belittles Lily for something embarrassing that happened earlier in the film. And one of the other characters uh, says, oh, tearing down other women, that's so cool of you. Like yeah. sarcastically saying like, you know, and then of course they make this, this bully bitch bang her head against the wall with their spell work um, <laughs> because she's just being a total cunt to, to Lily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on but with us, that, that theme. What what about women, that theme? We yeah. We need to lift each other up because as a whole, as society, we're going to be brought down so much by other but, aspects that yeah. we don't need to do that to each other. Right. That's going to happen already. So right. why add to it? Right, you know? it's, it's like in the context of the film, like they're already facing that with Adam and his cult and the sons and everything. And originally with Timmy, they were facing that. Um, and to face it from another woman or another girl in that party scene was just like, this is ridiculous, it's overkill. Like, don't do this. Like, if anything, we should be supporting each other. Yeah, exactly. You know? And um, also I agree with the way that they took what Timmy said when he came out to them and did it with love and compassion and no judgment. Yeah. Um, one of the things that drew me to witchcraft in the first place was, as a whole, I mean, there's always some bad seeds in anything that you have, any group. Right. But as a whole, we are a loving, accepting group that we have... We don't care what gender you are, what sexuality you are, what race you are, what age. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, some people think only witches can be women, but mm -mm. no. Witches can be men, can be women, can be transgender. Can It doesn't matter. Right. I mean, some of the biggest parts of our community are the gay community, honestly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I guess some... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding is that some... Men refer to themselves as witches, but also yes. sometimes warlocks. Um, it's most of the time it's frowned upon to be called a warlock because is that like kind of the way it is in the movie? It's like that's an evil thing. Warlock means you have been disgraced. It's a 
derogatory thing. Mm. Like, okay, nothing. forgive me, listeners, for <laughs> there are any of what? our pagan listeners out there. I apologize for using that term. I did not know is disparaging, and so I apologize for that. But it does that. work for Adam because he yes. is a disgrace. Right, he is. Because of the way that he uses his power. He uses it to manipulate others he and, they, and to gain power for the sake of having power. Yep. And lording it over others. So in that context, yes, yes, that would be correct. Yes, he was definitely a warlock, and I and I appreciate you for correcting me on that because that's important to know, dear listeners. Just like it's important to not disparage anyone for being LGBTQ plus, it, uh, we should also now that I know this, not disparage male or transgender witches by calling them that not uh, appropriate as I have learned um, and there's nothing wrong or out of place uh, by having a male be a witch because I've been in some groups where guys come into the group and they say well I want to study witchcraft but I feel like I can't like I, I've been told that I can't but that's not true you have just as much power inside of you to do the craft it's that's what it is it's a practice it's a craft right anyone can do it well and i've met other male witches so mm-hmm. like i know that's like a real thing for sure yeah so so that kind of segues a little bit into our next question uh, which is what made this movie so great and relatable in your opinion um, for me you know as I've said the craft legacy was super relatable to me because of all the LGBTQ plus characters and the themes and the way the film tackles the issues of bullying and being a social misfit um, similar to the original film um, legacy is great because it hits on all the important notes that the original was so good at hitting while also still being its own story. Um, that you know, there was plenty of darkness and evil in the film surrounding Warlock Mulder and the journey the witches go on throughout the film to me is super interesting and it's quite a fun ride. Um, I really love this movie for so many reasons, you know, from the story to the characters to the themes. You know, the craft legacy really hits all the perfect notes for me as a huge fan of the original, the craft. Um, this movie was just on point for me. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Witch of Midway? Um, I said that for me, um, it the most thing that related was Lily finding herself, finding her power, finding her craft. Yes. Um, she found a connection with herself and with the girls and the craft. Yeah. Um, I myself have felt that way when I became a witch. Um, when I first started my practice it felt like home like i yeah. finally found what i was looking for for so many years um well and lily really kind of discovers what it is that made her so different like she knew she was different but she wasn't sure what it was exactly mm-hmm. until she met the rest of the coven yeah um no unlike her i don't have a coven and sure i'm what they call or we call um, a solitary witch. Right. Well, you don't have to have a coven. I mean, it's great if you do, but you right. don't have to. Well, and obviously the theme of the movie is that, um, and the overall message with it is that the four of them without each other are nothing, but that when they are together, they are all powerful. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, you know, is an, is a great entry point for a cool story. Um, one of the things I've learned as a solitary witch is that there's lots of, like, Facebook groups, there's apps, um, there's all kinds of things that you can go online to chat with other people um, yeah. that practice the way you do to make it feel not so um, lonely, I guess. Yeah. To make it ha- feel like more of a large coven, I guess. Be yeah, in the community and everything. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um that's that's what resonated with me. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. All right, let's move on to something a little lighter. Okay. You know, not that what we've been talking about has been heavy per se. It's just been very educational and very informative. Sorry to get on my soapbox. No, it's great. <laughs> I love this aspect of the podcast, definitely. Um, my fa- Okay, so favorite song or musical theme in the movie. And for me, you know, The Craft Legacy has a great soundtrack. And, you know, I just loved all the, just everything in this movie. Just everything hit in the right moment in the right style um, you know and I have this film I have the craft legacy to thank for introducing me to the artist Princess Nokia mm-hmm. now I love the track Sugar Honey Ice Tea which is also called SHIT because it's an acronym SHIT Sugar, honey, iced tea. I love it. That they included in the party scene in the movie. Now, um, based on how Timmy described or woke Timmy described the themes that uh, Princess Nokia covers in her lyrics, I think I'm really going to enjoy her music moving forward. Um, now, Legacy also had a well done orchestral score. And honestly, just overall, the music in this film hits all the right notes for me. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say just kind of any things that stood out or or just overall how do you feel about the music it's funny that you talk about the princess nokia because i actually said the same thing um the art i said the artist that was at the party that they talk about um i really want to dive more into her and see you know what she's about yeah i just have a feeling i would connect with like her songs. Well, and she's like a hip hop artist, and I just started listening to her 2020 album um, that has the song Sugar Honey Iced Tea on it, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed it so far. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very grateful for this film for having introduced us to such an amazing artist, mm-hmm. I would say, overall. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so the next one is interesting. I wrote down some, some of this uh, favorite quote or dialogue. Um, um, you know, of course, they had to reflect the most iconic moment from the craft. Um, and it's actually different in the movie than it is in the trailer. In the trailer, the the de- delivering of the dialogue of We Are the Weirdos, Mr. looks very uh, shot-for-shot remake mm-hmm. of the original. But that's actually not how it plays out in the film. Um, Warlock Adam, when he has the four witches out in the woods in a clearing, um, and he is you know, trying to destroy them, um, is about to try and destroy them. He says, you girls shouldn't be out in these woods by yourselves. A lot of weirdos out here. To which, which Tabby, which is actually the um, African-American witch, unlike in the trailer, she says, we are the weirdos, mister. 
Perfect. And I just love the delivery of the line and the setup didn't seem cliche and it actually fit really well in the scene. Um, much better than what is in the trailer, which I don't know what that was, but it wasn't even in the movie. And I'll stop for a second to say that. Um, probably about almost half of what is in the trailer for this movie aren't even scenes that are in the movie or the deleted scenes on the extras. Um, I don't know what that stuff was that they showed in the trailer, but like half of the trailer isn't even what's in the movie. Um, do not be fooled by this trailer, folks. This is a great movie, and the trailer does a great disservice to showing how great this movie is. Um, now, I can't remember the exact quote, but I also love the thing that Lourdes says right before she snaps a Polaroid to the four witches together. It's something along the lines of uh, smile witches or, mm-hmm. or like strike a pose witches or something like that. It's just a really fun, uh, cool moment, especially for the transgender character of Lourdes. Mm-hmm. So any other favorite um, oh, yeah. things, which of Midway, that you would say... Um, I put that one of my favorites was when they were in the woods doing the ritual and the one that freezes time yeah yeah um, when they first start it they start saying the earth the air the fire the water return 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 um, yep. in actuality for all my witchy people that are out there if anyone's listening you will know automatically what I'm talking about This is a very well-known song that we use in the witchcraft community when we're doing ritual. Mm. And so, like, when we were watching the movie, I actually made him stop and pause because I was like, ah, they're doing it. Oh, my God. They're doing this thing that's real. Because I I have actually used that in my rituals, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're doing it. Yeah. So it was was exciting for me. Yeah. Um, And then also their use of correctly using blessed be and so mode it be mm. um, we use that at the end of a lot of our spell work with blessed be or so mode it be so oh, let yeah. it be done yeah essentially right um, and then mm. also the part where Lily has her period and the girls say that her flow is her power her flow is heavy and it is her power and nothing yeah. to be ashamed of exactly and in witchcraft, this is so true because we believe that menstrual blood is actually some of the strongest magic that you can use. It's yeah, super they, powerful. They touch on in the film how women in general, even outside of the craft, do magic essentially because women can create life in their own bodies. Mm-hmm. And so how that is like kind of the ultimate expression of magic of the sacred feminine is that the sacred feminine or women can actually create life and feed life mm-hmm. with their bodies which is phenomenal now no not a lot of people use like period blood in their craft because some people scoff at it but it's sure. nothing to be ashamed of or think is gross because it's natural well and that's the thing in the film what happens with her in the classroom is an accident she didn't know she was starting to menstruate and wasn't prepared for it this is a thing that's happened to many women as Mm -hmm. i understand and uh you know that embarrassing moment and it's certainly nothing honestly 
to be ashamed of because yeah. this is nature. Yeah. This is the nature of being a woman. And there's nothing to be shamed about being a woman, to, in my opinion. Yeah. There's nothing shameful about the natural processes that your body goes through. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, it's that moment that brings the other witches to her aid because they feel bad for what has happened to her and it's what kicks off their journey together. Yeah, exactly. And so it's definitely an important aspect of the film. Yeah. And I've I've had, I've been there before. Like I was in junior high and like, you know, when that first happened and dumb but me, I decided I was going to be wearing these really cute white blue jean pants and yep. Nope, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Don't wear white. Don't wear white. Just like in general. <laughs> like at all. Just wear black. Just yep. all black all the time. There you go. Because <laughs> with the witchy aesthetic. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's funny. All right, so moving on, kind of wrapping things up. Um, I got several notes on this, um, but I'm actually going to let you go first, which mm. midway. Um, what about this movie makes you drawn to it? The story, the overall message, the actors or filmmaker, or perhaps nostalgia, or maybe a mix of all of those. What would you say, Witcher Midway? Um, I say what drew me to it is I love the original so much. Yes. Um, the OG craft is just phenomenal. Yeah. And even in the original, they have a lot of like really good roots in true witchcraft yeah like some of those things that they do yeah um i'm always looking for a really good witchy movie that portrays our practice with honor and some parts respect of re- yeah respect of, and in some parts yeah. of reality you know yeah and it needs to have that in order to be convincing i think yeah and it shows other people outside of witchcraft what we actually do you know yeah, to an extent. To yeah, an extent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's not if it's not grounded in some realism, it's just hokey. Yeah. And so I you know, we both appreciate that both the craft films um, approach it in a very realistic and mm-hmm. grounded and respectful manner. Um, also the message of your uniqueness is your power. I love it. Uh, yes, the thing that uh, her mom says her, her, that uh, Lily's mom says to her over and over, your difference is your power. Is your power. I love that. Yeah. Very, very strong message. Yeah. Well, and you can trust that because uh, Lily's mom, her message to Lily was, your difference is your power. And Adam Warlock Mulder, his message was, power is order mm-hmm. meaning men who are in power make everyone fall in line under their the heel of their boot yeah whereas uh, Lily's mother's message to her is your difference your uniqueness is your power meaning 
that difference is what makes you unique. It's it gives you the power that you have, and it's something to be celebrated, not lorded over others to subjugate them. Mm-hmm. And so there again, the difference between the hollowed masculine and the sacred feminine, the your uniqueness is your power, your difference is your power versus power is order. Like there's this clashing of opposing ideas in this film and honestly it's really powerful it's brilliantly written and executed so well um in the film like it's just such an iconic story because you know each of us have something to bring to the table right um and there is i i believe there there's nothing in anybody that's you know inherently wrong or bad it's just everyone has a different point of view. Right. And you need to embrace that uniqueness as opposed to using it to subjugate others. Exactly. And that, I would say, my dear horror freaks, is the message of the film. Yeah. Now, I am drawn to the craft legacy for so many reasons. Um, I love the relatable story and characters. You know, Timmy and a woke Timmy, or woke Timmy especially, was super relatable to me. His journey of self-discovery that he goes on throughout the film to me is amazing. Um, Also, very much like the OG, The Craft, Legacy has the theme of unique misfits that don't fit in and the journey they go on after finding each other and lifting each other up, which I think is super positive. The message of the film is one of love and acceptance and embracing your inner freakiness. And I found that super relatable and really positive of a message. Now, Legacy was also like a nostalgic trip for me because a lot of the things within the themes and a few of the scenes that were relatable to the original 90s classic. I love the craft legacy, and as far as first impressions based off of movie trailers go, I've never been so wrong about how great a movie actually is once you give it a chance and watch it. Definitely no regrets. The film, of course, The Craft Legacy, was written and directed by a woman, Zoe Lister-Jones, and she did a phenomenal job with the script and fleshing out all the characters throughout the story. Uh, And apparently they also had an expert on the occult present on set during filming to ensure that the witchcraft and spell work was grounded in reality. You could tell. Yeah, you could definitely tell. Um, And it really pays off in the film, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that they had that authenticity present and accuracy present. Um, And Jason Blum and Blumhouse really took a big leap forward in my mind with this incredible sequel. Honestly... I was disappointed in Blumhouse after I saw the trailer for this movie because I thought they had taken a huge step back. And man, that trailer is just terrible. I don't know why they self-sabotage them with that trailer, self-sabotage themselves. But like, I wish they would have put out a trailer that accentuated the originality of this film. Um, Because honestly, for me, this is actually a leap forward for Blumhouse and not a step back. Um, And I'm very proud of uh, what they produced. Mm -hmm. And overall, I would say that the craft legacy is a great 
and worthy addition to the overall legacy of the craft. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a few other little things that I thought were interesting. Um, yeah, tell us. So the spell that they used on Timmy um, was actually really, really accurate when you do a spell to do what they did. Um, using the rose quartz for um, love and bringing out a softness to Timmy um, using his sorry, using his sperm as his most greatest power. Yes, his um, mo- the essence of his being as yeah. it were. And the herbs that they used um, also you could use anything as a cauldron um, but always be safe you know fire safety completely but um, I just love that they used real spell work Mm, you know yeah just like pointing a finger and being like this is how it is you know spell from your finger they actually used ingredients that you need to make the spell work Mm. and then intention which is huge in spell work yeah um and then I put like the binding that they did is actually a real thing in reality. Um, use binding for many different reasons to hold back negativity, um, to help others from harming themselves or others, um, and from blocking witches' powers against you. Mm. Yeah, the binding was definitely a critical thing in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the way that they show the binding spell is how you bind. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, and then obviously critically in the film, you know, they bind Lily and they bind themselves and just in the moment before, um, you know, Lily can't use her powers against Warlock Mulder, against Adam, because she is bound. And then in the moment before he destroys her, she is unbound and is able to freeze him in his tracks momentarily until her and the other witches regroup and reunite mm-hmm. um, and t- to take their final stand against the evil warlock Mulder. So, yeah, yeah, definitely a pivotal aspect of the film, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. I mean, this movie is definitely one that I'm going to watch over and over and over again. It's going to be one of my Yeah, I mean, we're going to we're going to be doing double features with The Craft and The Craft Legacy for the rest of our lives. These movies are amazing, yeah. both of them, honestly. Mhm. So, moving on to Terror trivia. Yes. So, writer-director Zoe Lister-Jones based much of the film and its characters in her own adolescent experiences. When she was in seventh grade, she shaved her head and wore men's leisure suits, Mm -hmm. so she was often misgendered. Um, She also moved into her mother's boyfriend's house at a young age and had to adapt to living with young men she hadn't grown up with. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this film uh, was not a remake, but was a sequel that takes place about 20 years later yeah. after the original. Um, this is kind of interesting. Um, Kaylee Spaney, who played Lily, our chief protagonist, was the only actor in the coven out of the four uh 
girls that played in the coven who didn't practice witchcraft prior to being cast. Mm-hmm. So, oh, prior to being cast. Yeah, prior to being cast. Oh. So that means the other four, um, all of them, all three of them, um, had practiced witchcraft prior. Mm. Um. And then, of course, as we touched on earlier, the phrase, we are the weirdest mister, you know, used in the 1996 original by Nancy Downs as played by Feruza Balk is spoken once again by cover member Tabby, played by Lovey Simone. Um, And uh, she delivers that line so well in the Mm -hmm. film. Um, Of course, there were occult consultants involved in the production. Um, and let's see, what else do we have as far as terror trivia? Uh, this is interesting. This is the first craft movie to be filmed in Panavision, anamorphic 2.39 to 1, unlike the original film, which was shot in 1.85 to 1. Hmm. <coughs> interesting. Um, and then, of course... We will end with this, Horror Freaks. This film has a pitch-perfect ending. (laughs) And if you don't want to hear this spoiler, please turn off the podcast now, Horror Freaks, and just go watch the movie. Yep. But for those of you that want this little tidbit to maybe push you over the edge to watch this incredible sequel, Feruza Balk returns... As Nancy Downs, Lily's birth mother, at the end of the craft legacy. It was beautiful. Yes. Yep. Such an incredible ending to a great film Mm -hmm. that I celebrate along with the original craft. I know you celebrate it, Mm -hmm. which of Midway. This film is amazing. I encourage you to check it out. Even with all that we've said, there's just so much there to love. And so go check it out, Horror Freaks. Please do. Yes, please check it out. We love y'all. Have a very spooky evening. Stay warm. And stay warm, fellow Texans and anyone in the wake of the polar vortex. Stay warm. And with that, we will send it into the outro. Thank you for joining us for tonight's episode of Necronathan Presents Satanist Sanctum. I hope you had a horrific time. Good night and good luck.